Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Options Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is building the portal out more every time I see it. Every week I see a demo that they do online on WebEx, a webinar on, on the Sound Health portal. And it's just amazing how it's just growing and getting more you know, robust and more charts and more information. And you can go to the soundhealthportal.com, and if you scroll your mouse over services, you'll see the free campaigns. And a free campaign means that there's a software that you can submit a – you can sign up for a free account. Then you do two 45-second recordings of your voice all on the computer. And then you submit them, and you choose the campaign you want to get a report back on, and they email it to you within – I've had it between two hours and 10 hours, somewhere in that window. And it'll give you a report with all sorts of information that you'll want to go like, what is that? It's an amazing amount of information and it's free and they don't hound you. They don't, you know, they're not knocking on your door. They're not emailing you every 10 minutes. Uh, It's just, it's amazing to be able to get that kind of information now via the computer versus having to haul it around and use all the applications and the softwares. And uh, it's, it's miraculous in that sense. And I think currently they have uh, biodiet, stem cell, neuroplasticity, which looks at the mind and how all, everything in the mind is working and firing and all the synapses are happy and communicating and look at possible imbalances or what might be going on. Biodiet's obvious. Post-traumatic stress is pretty obvious. Any kind of shock to the system. And there's another one. Oh, golf. <laughs> For those golfers, I just don't think we have a golfer listening audience, but I could be wrong. Golf? I know. It's amazing. I grew up in a golfy area. People would be nuts for that. And you just submit uh, submit the information, and they send you the report. And then you have to call them and go, what does all this mean? But that's separate. You could take it to a healthcare practitioner and show it to them, and they'd be able to uh, – like, the, well, for instance, you – you can also now go online and use the Nano Voice, which is the free software that Sherry produced for everybody to be able to use. And you can go online, and I use it to, I'll take a vocal print, which just means a recording, and run it through the software and look at the wave, the chart of information. And then I'll take a supplement and wait about 20 to 30 minutes, and then I'll take another vocal print and compare the two and see if the supplement that I'm testing is changing something in a way that looks tricky or, you know, like, wow, that spiked much more than it should or that I want it to be. And it's really great information and it's free to use. You can use it for all, with Nano Voice, you can use it for all sorts of things. You can, you know, look at your vocal print when you're looking at getting a job and and compare the two pre and post. It's good to go in and kind of just have a, do a Nano Voice print of, you know, just every day or any day and have that as a record so that when you want to add or compare it to something, you have kind of a baseline. So I'm a big fan of the soundhealthportal.com. I think it's an amazing resource. Uh, And now we can do it from any computer, which is just stupendous. Even Mac computers, which used to be, I used to be the guy that supported everybody trying to figure out how to run parallels on their Macintosh to be able to run Windows software. But now we can do it on a Mac. It's really great. I think that's the only thing I want to announce for now. No, no, of course, I'm going to say this. 
that uh, the information we're going to talk about today about with Paul Galon about hemp and everything that hemp can be to the planet and to us is really – I won't give away my, my hook. Uh, it's just amazing. It really just still amazes me. And you'll be able to get this replay about 15 minutes after I click end show by going to soundhealthoptions.com, click on the radio tab, and then click on Sound Health Radio. And the replay link will be there that will take you to the show notes and to the links to Paul's various sites and some more information about Paul. And or uh, in half an hour to maybe an hour, you can go to any of your podcast aggregators, which means iTunes or Pocket Casts. Or I'm going quite fond of Google Podcasts. It's a free app. I believe it's cross-platform that is really easy to use. And you can just subscribe to the show. You go to any of those and you search for Sherry Edwards, and you'll find our now other over 730 hours of shows. And or you can search for, I believe now, on, on some of the aggregators, they're also now using the word talk to me guy, which is all one word. And you just subscribe and the shows as they appear, as they happen, will just appear in your list. And then you can see if you want to listen to it or not. There's a show description in any of these, but Google Podcasts is particularly good at it. And um, it's a great way to also then pass the information around because, again, in information that we're going to talk about is really of great value to anybody who cares about the environment or the planet. Let's just start there. That's a good group. So with that, in the spring of 1998, Paul Galon directed the Santa Cruz Industrial Hemp Expo, the largest event of its kind in the country, 6,500 attending. It was very successful and brought together businesses and individuals on the cutting edge of the expanding hemp market. Out of the event emerged a one-hour documentary video on the Expo and the enormous potential of industrial hemp. Paul is a contributing partner and co-director with the videographer L.B. Johnson on the video, Hemp Hemp Hooray, the growing industrial hemp market. Its premiere showing took place in September 1999 in the Vets Hall in Santa Cruz, California. Hemp Hemp Hooray is now available on unifiedcommunity.info. Paul joins us to talk, take us back to the future of hemp. Welcome, Paul. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's funny. Your uh, introduction is sort of described everything about hemp as well, hemp or cannabis or CBD. It, it's all um, different aspects of the different subspecies of the of the plant. So well, I thought what, that was interesting. Well, except the, except the golf. I don't know about golf. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe they could make golf bags or pa- golf pants out of hemp. So well, yeah, so no, they sweaty. could. Yeah, yeah even that's that. About yes, a, that's about as far as I can go. And once again, no, having watched uh, Hemp Hemp Array a number of times, and then I also listened to the audio a couple more times. What really blows me away. I, now I have to pause here for a moment and say I've known Paul for a long time. I don't think quite since Hemp Hemp Array, but for a really long time. And every time I listen to this, and this time particularly for this show, I'm just so stunned at how much I, I really feel like I could take this audio or the video. Well, the video looks a little dated just because of the clothing and the styles. But let's say if I took the audio, I could rebrand it and put it out, and the information in 
the Ham Pamperay is just absolutely spot on for today. It just blows my mind that everything that is talked about is we do see some of it happening. I'd like to see all of it happening. But how much of the information is so like happening today? We were talking a little bit backstage before the show. You were just someplace in Southern California, and it's like, as you say, it's in every newspaper. Everybody's talking about hemp or cannabis or this or that or my grandma can sleep now. And you were talking about all that in 1998. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. It it comes full circle. And this – it's interesting because so much has changed in these these amount of years, and yet – um, the basis of all of this is still pretty much solidly what was happening then. And, you know, there, there's a lot of permutations and a lot of shifting around uh, from information now. But, um, y- you know, in elaboration, I mean, with the YouTubes, there's, there's quite a bit of um, people in their own words doing, you know, eight minutes, 12 minute, 30 minute um, little video clips and, you know, it's just very interesting, and everybody's take and inter- um, interpretation on um, the reality of, you know, both, well, all three, both industrial hemp, uh, medical cannabis, and the CBD, all three aspects of, of what, you know, is going on, and all of that uh, complete discussion of each of these three, which we'll get into. Um, right. You know that's been the real mushrooming in lately is the the CBD discussion of which there's many components of that as well. Absolutely, and that's actually one of the first things I wanted you to do because there's still there seems to be still confusion, or at least in some circles that I listen to. Can you really explain the difference yeah. between hemp and THC cannabis? Okay. Well, uh, hemp is a um, industrial hemp, uh, you know, had been growing wild in the Midwest and uh, Kentucky and um, Wisconsin and, you know, places like that for quite a few years. Um, Industrial hemp uh, contains a lot more seeds. Physiologically, um, it's a lot bigger than the the cannabis in general, and um, the the CBD is a different, um, you know, you have a, 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 a species or different genus. So you have a, they're, they're a little, they're different, um, they're different plants. So um, although they, you know, ostensibly resemble each other when they're growing, it's, it's, they're two different, um, two different plants and two different effects. Um, and from the, the hemp plant, um, which we're, we were primarily talking about here today, uh, come CBDs, and they are found in the leaf, the flower, and the stalk, not the inner core, but the stalk of the hemp plant. And there's, even with that, um, even in that, there's even really, um, you know, there's different levels of uh, commercialization of how that's, produced and more, um, uh, you know, more um, like designer or whatever you want to call it, uh, ways that it's done by people with um, who are growing smaller amounts and 
handling it in a different way. There's different production methods and different um, different strengths of even that. Um, now that's a becoming legal in all 50 states. It's moving toward that. Um, it there's we're in a we're in a period of time where there's a lot of confusion about um, uh, you know most much of this and. Uh, we've been regressing a little bit um, in, in recent days, but the uh, the basic focus is that um, all of these um, aspects of um, both cannabis and industrial hemp are, um, you know, now kind of in the forefront of a, a different movie uh, movements. I, I would have never expected to see um, um, medical cannabis. Uh, precluding industrial hemp in the marketplace that <clears throat> that was a very big surprise for me actually well and there was so, a i want to jump in i was going to talk about this later but there was this uh in hemp hemp array there's this one farmer from kentucky mm-hmm. who talked and he's and i mean this in the kindest way but in terms of cinematically he was like your classic good old boy you know just like a a guy who talks about that he's been, he has eight generations of people in his family that have been growing hemp since his grandparents and possibly, you know, all the way through his grandsons, all have mm-hmm. grown hemp. And to him, he this was in night. I want to. I'm going to say this a lot so everybody get used to it. This was in 1998. He was talking about like I don't get it why people aren't growing hemp. All everybody because I mean, here's a guy who's been producing it for eight generations. Mm-hmm. saying, what the heck? And I feel exactly like you do. I'm stunned that can- that medical cannabis is everywhere. But hemp is still sort of like, you know, you can't, I can't go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy hemp sheets yet. But I can go to almost any smoke shop and get, well, not quite, but, you know. I, in California, mm-hmm. I can go out and buy a, a pre-roll if I wanted to. Um, but I can't find sheets or readily, I mean, I know vendors who sell hemp clothing, but it's not just everywhere. You would expect by now Nordstrom's would be carrying, you know, nicely outfitted hemp shirts and everything. So it's it's equally as surprising. And that's such a curious trend that hemp is still being battled at kind of, even though, as you said, the farm bill says that it's federally approved. They're still waffling and maybe, and maybe we have to watch the people carefully that are growing it. It's, it's still mystifying. Because hemp is such yeah, a... It, it seems like hemp is such an easy crop in a certain way. It's not fussy. Mm-hmm. It's a weed. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's hell. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. I'm on my own rant. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I was just saying, you know, that, um, yeah, well, well Canada has firmly established the industry um, a certain amount of years ago. And um, I watched that unfold, too. That was very interesting through um, mostly in the uh, Toronto area and Ottawa and into Vancouver and throughout Canada. And they've created a, a bigger infrastructure for um, both the oil, the, the, the uh, hold hemp seed, the um, uh, also cannabis. And um, uh, although CBD is very interesting, it's taken off in, in the U.S. market, um, probably as rapidly as in Canada. So things are very uneven in the 
um, you know, in the marketplaces it is. Well, I want to I want to bounce back for just a moment because I want you mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. talk about hemp oil as a nutritional food. That's something I th- oh. I don't think people I think people know about. You know, they've seen bars, they've seen powders, they've seen all sorts of stuff. But talk about yeah. the nutritional oil. I've been drinking your hemp oil for a long time, so I'm a fan. But talk about its value and its EFA. And I mean, it's like, why isn't that out there huge? Well, you know, the hemp seed oil, um, again, you, you're looking for the extra virgin, maybe cold-pressed, which is the, the, the kind you'd like. Um, it has, just for the analysis, um, 19% omega-3 fatty acids. That's the one found in flax. And omega-6 is at 56%. Very interestingly, the reverse ratios occur for flax seeds. And also, um, pumpkin has a lot of uh, that. So you're, when you combine the two, you get more of like a one-to-one, omega-3 to six. Now, we get too much omega-6 in our diet, so you've got um, that. And hemp also has, um, the hemp seed oil also has um, what's called omega-7. That's the pomelinic acid, about 6%. It has the omega-9. That's the oleic acid. Now, the omega-9 is found in the olive oil and the uh, macadamia nut, or if you pressed hazelnut, those kind of oils have a higher amount of the omega-9. They have a um, another kind of property, but that's called oleic, O-L-E-I-C. As in, you have the GLA, which is formed by the uh, omega-6, gamma-linolic acid, and that's if it comes in around 2%. And the um, the palmitic is 6.5. So those were um, analysis that seem to be sort of similar to today's. Um, there's been little permutations again that have changed that, but not very much. Um, anyway, the oil's really good in diet, both for skincare products. Um, you know, that's a whole discussion, and um, you know, the hair, nail, and skin. Um, Topical. It's also good for first aid for wounds and burns. Actually, hemp oil. Um, there's been people who've had burns who healed very quick without a scar with it. So that's kind of surprising. You know, kind of like uh, it's a good adjunct, like something like aloe vera would be for uh, burns. You know, after you know after a burn, um, it's been used in a lot of the massage oil and different aromatic. Aromatherapy blends. Um, the oil also contains a lot of antioxidants, and it contains a bit of carotene and the what do you call phytosterols. It has phospholipids and chlorophyll, uh, minerals like magnesium and calcium. Um, it has some sulfur, potassium, iron, zinc, phosphorus. You know, it has a a pretty good nutritional analysis. Um, um, you have uh, all kinds of, um, uh, you know, there's, there's so much to say about it. Um, it, it. There's lots of ways to use it, too, you know, beside that. Um, my particular favorite, though, I think is the, the hold hemp seed I like very much as well. And um, that's, uh, I'll, 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 we'll get into that a little later about the, uh, 
that. Um, there's an oil I put out called Hempkin Oil, which is hemp and pumpkin, and that gives you kind of a nice one-to-one um, EFA of the omega-3 because there's about 55% of pumpkin for that, and, um, you know, it's it's close to the uh, 56% of the omega-6 for hemp. So, again, it's another one-to-one, and um, I like the two together very much. So I use that on my salads and topping or, you know, for dips or spreads or you could use it in porridge. You could use it in your um, your uh, smoothie a little bit. You know, people do that as well. So there's a lot of ways to use it, and it's a good adjunct. It's good for your, your skin. You know, um, some people use hemp oil a little bit for their dogs or pets. You know, you got to check over how they're, um, you know, check, check all the uh, information on that to, before you do that. But, um, you know, I, I know of good, good results and, um, you know, lots of uses for it uh, as, an, as a food oil, that's for sure. And talk about, because I was going to ask you this later about, can I just eat handfuls of hemp seed, but I want them hold? Is that correct? Exactly. You know, I don't think the fiber, the shell, is, is that much of a benefit. Yes, it would contain fiber. And if it's mashed up and crushed up, you know, when you see the the way it comes about is there's two ways. Number one is if you press uh, an oil, like hemp oil, um, what you're left with is a, um, a a seed meal uh, and fields of it now nowadays because people are um, purchasing drums of hemp oil, you know, large amounts, and mixing in CBD and making a hemp oil with CBD added to it, and it's a CBD hemp oil that way. Um, that's one thing. Um, then you have that as a, well, it's a byproduct, actually. Uh, the um, the hemp seed ground up, uh, it can be used as a protein powder. Uh, it could be used um, animal feed. It could be used for fish food. It could be used as a growing medium for growing mushrooms on. It could be a lot of things. Um, that's also what happens with the hemp oil possible uh you know that that direction now when you get into the hold hemp seed meaning you, you have a way of generally gently cracking the seed the shell so that they're separated into the seed meat under that they're also called hemp hearts they go by different names um that's really a pretty special material uh i think so that one has um 30% protein. Think about this. Now, you wow. can further put that in a seed grinder, a little hand seed grinder, and pulverize it. Probably eat what you're going to eat for the meal or for that day or put it in the refrigerator. You know, you don't want to put anything out super long um, that you've ground up, although chia seeds do hold up very well. Um, you know, you, you want to... Um, if you're using a seed grinder, like a little hand seed grinder or coffee grinder, as you maybe as well, you want to you know you want to consume it in a quick as way as possible, like for the meal that you're having, you know, using it on that. So you kind of need to just grind that as that amount. Then 
So you can take the the hold hemp seed and grind it further and just have it like a, a powder that you put on your mm. your fish or your vegetables or your your dish or your porridge or whatever. It's not necessary to really cook it, but it's a it's a great versatile adjunct to um, whatever you're eating. I mean, it's almost one of the most versatile foods that I know of. Um, that's a um, I call it the unifying food because you can use it in so many ways. So the 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 whole hemp seed is one of my um, personal favorites. Um, you also get a lot of carbohydrates, uh, about 11%, not a lot. I mean, you're getting some. You're getting 5% fiber and about 6 to 7% minerals, including zinc and others, as well as calcium, a high amount of magnesium and potassium in the 1% range. So, um, you know, beside the 30% protein and the 36% of essential fatty acids, um, you're, you're getting all of that. So, it, it has a, um, a tremendous nutritional uh, punch, and also it's really good for the, the skin. It, it um, you know, it, it uh, fills in that dryness, and that, you know, that's why it's beneficial for um, things like eczema and mm-hmm. um, uh, the, um, all of, a lot of those have fatty acid and also possibly, you know, liver uh, issues as well. But there's, you know, these are sometimes they're a fatty acid, um, you know, um, um, metabolism kind of issues mm-hmm. as well. So the, the, it's I, good, I have uh, a cos- I have a cosmetic question, but first I have a personal question. Could I make a pesto using hemp seeds and I'd substituting pine nuts? Oh yeah, with oh, hemp yeah. seeds. It's, it's, it's great. It's really great. And, you know, it, it's a little like the taste of pine nut kind of blended with a um, sunflower, maybe. You know, they, it has kind of a, a cross taste of like that. I, I find it very, uh, very delicious. I, I use it constantly on um, dishes. You know, if I steam a lot of, let's say, vegetables or if I decide to cook a little fish or whatever, I'm doing i'll maybe uh, mix them all together in a big bowl i'll put a little coconut oil in i'll put the old hemp seed in i'll put a little sea plants in and stir it together and oh it's you know maybe some dill and different spices and make a kind of um you know something that i might uh, make um you know enough for a day or so you know and it's wow. delicious, you know. It's All right, a lot I'm, of I'm hungry. We can't yeah. talk about food anymore. Now you're making me drool going, oh, wait, I have to go make pesto because I, I love making pesto, but pine nuts are dumb crazy. And plus, if I, I like hemp, so the idea of using it for that or there are some other purees that I like or making a sort of a semi-tahini using hemp or hemp oh, yeah. seed, I have any of these things. These all sound delish. Um, yeah, and it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Um, and so now back to cosmetics, are, is, are people beginning to use it more in cosmetics? Have any major cosmetic companies ever used hemp oil, or is it still Oh, yeah, they've the been using it for quite okay. a while. Um, oh, okay. There's different companies that have been using it. Um, it's having, um, well, you know, um, probably, you know, being that it has high emollient qualities, you know, the way it blends into the skin, it's... It's been used as a lot 
in uh, you know it's very lubricating and penetrating the the qualities of it. Um, also, it you know it has the has a little bit of the effect of reducing itching and mm. dryness beside this and psoriasis beside the eczema. eczema. Um, so that's an, you know another thing. Also, um, beside the hair, nail, and skin. Um, it actually helps with the probiotics, which is a very interesting take on it as well. It, it's, um, uh, you know, that mysterious world of our um, colon. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. both the Ooh. hemp seed and the oil have uh, really good effects of that. And, of course, the oil helps with regularity. Like uh, people have more constipation, the the oil is very helpful to lubricate and the Right. You know, getting that fiber in, even, you know, a little bit of the fiber from the the whole hemp seed or that kind of thing. It it helps uh, it helps in the body that way. But many skincare products have hemp in them. Um, you know, I, I have a few myself that I use that I get from um, a supplier that makes really excellent products. And um, I have a pump bottle lotion that has... Um, um, a little hemp oil in there, and it's it's very nice for sort of an after shower kind of a lotion. Hmm. And um, you know, it's been used in moisturizers, and um, it's been used uh, sometimes. It's been used even with a little aloe vera or like a skin serum, and it's it's very complimentary in there. It's just um, it's a matter of getting with cosmetics. It's a matter of getting the the cosmetics all to work together to where you know the you're going for texture you're going for something that you know you don't want to see spoil um you know that's why you need certain antioxidants in there such as uh, essential oils possibly mm-hmm. um different ways of that but that's those can be complicated formulations and some people have achieved um natural methods of, of um, formulating cosmetics and others have, you know, used a lot of, um, preser- you know, preservatives as well, um, which, you know, I, I prefer to, you know, natural plant chemistry is much uh, yeah, more much of preferred. what I'm going for right. myself. So, yeah. Um, and but, is, but is, does, hemp oil have, does hemp oil carry any of the hemp itself is antimicrobial and antifungal? We were going to talk about that about clothing. Um, does hemp oil carry some of those characteristics? Uh, the, yeah, the hemp, the hemp oil, antimicrobial, antibacterial, it even has some uh, antiviral properties. Hmm. So it's um, it's it's good. It's a lot of protective compounds in it. Um, that you know. Um, you know, even the the seed leaves have a little, you know, chlorophyll when you when you see that, and it, it depends on how that's pressed. There'd be a microscopic amount of chlorophyll, which has you know very beneficial properties. Um, but with thirty six percent fatty acids, it has a lot of polyunsaturated fatty acids. Um, you know, and and like I said, those monounsaturates. Um, it has a very good nutritional profile that I think um, fills in a lot. I know a lot of people use just olive oil for everything, and and that's fine for to a degree. But I believe hemp oil has a far wider spectrum. It has uh, 
many, many more kinds of fatty acids, and I think that's very beneficial. And I, I think it's nice to, um, you know, rotate different oils too when you're when you're having food or, um, you know, and and handling them carefully. Oils should be um, refrigerated, or if you have a larger amount, kept in the freezer, you know, where they're not, you know, there's no change at all, and then. You know the amount that you keep in the refrigerator, you're 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 using fresh, and you know hemp oil will hold up um, a certain period of time. Um, you know we're we're finding a good six to twelve months, uh, um, you know, easily in the refrigerator. So um, it's good to kind of <clears throat> use use the amount that you're um, you're purchasing, so you're using it fresh and you're turning it over more. That that's probably a very important thing as well. Yeah, and this so this leads me to a slightly we're going to sidestep for a moment. I know mm-hmm. that people talk about hemp as being uh, I I don't quite have the right word, but I know it bioremediates the soil, or it draws stuff out of the soil and it cleans the soil. So that means, does that mean we really need to be careful about where we're growing hemp and or that we really want a organic source? Well, <clears throat> there's different things that happen with that. It was, it was actually used as a remediation method, the plant itself around Chernobyl. Um, wow. You know, that was one of the things that, you know, there's different fields, um, you know, with mycoremediation, Paul Stamets' work. Uh, that's remediating through mushrooms. There's the remediation through plants, which is phytoremediation. And, um, you know, there's there's different types of remediation. And um, th- that's, you know, something that it's, it's neutralizing and taking. You know, it's um, helping to counteract uh, by pulling up, you know, the, the, the soil. It's, it's um, chelating some of the... Uh, poisons out of that um, environment, um, that would be plants that probably would be sacrificed over, you know, those generations until the soil was remediated. But um, in general, um, uh, yeah, there there are a lot of um, remediation possibilities with um, with the industrial hemp plant for sure. And, but in terms of oils and things, we really want a raw organic hemp oil to get full. I'm, just on the hemp oil itself, mm-hmm. we really want a raw organic. This is a question. I can't quite formulate yes. a new question. We do really want mm-hmm. a raw organic hemp oil if we're going to use it as for any of a food or apply. Oh, absolutely. We'll do anything with it, really. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it would be foolish if, um, you know, uh, hemp was uh, – genetically modified or uh, something like that. I mean, you'd, you'd want, you want to go organic, I mean, for many reasons, but um, <laughs> multiple. So, uh, for just your, your basic health, I mean, when you, when you see the, the nutritional analysis and you look at the, even the science, it's, um, it's stark, the contrast between even non-organic and organic, um, uh, even with physiological uptake, you, you see lots of studies that show, I mean, even for the, the skeptics, uh, a, a big difference in terms of uh, assimilation of nutrients and what value you get of uh, of um, nutrients beside what 
the other way you're you're doing harm to your body because you're putting extraneous material into your your system which is absolutely foolish so wherever you possibly can again when you're out and about and going into a restaurant you know you don't know so you're hoping that you know certainly in your home you have a lot more control and uh, you know i would advocate anybody in their home to certainly use organics and uh and in in the case of hemp uh, raw you know raw oil and um as much uh, raw foods live foods as you can and um you know um you know even um you know when you're cooking i i even cook in water and then put a little oil at the end of the cooking to get the uh aroma and the flavor because i mm. think you're you know Mm-hmm. It's that's just me, and I've been doing that for many years, and it works out really well. Yeah. So there's different ways to go, but definitely uh, raw and organic is uh, is certainly the way to go. Um, not only with hemp, but with as much as you can in your life. You know, yes, it's, it's very important. Reduce our toxic load, please. Exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, again, we're going to jump slightly, but we'll come back to all of these things. I want to talk mm-hmm. about the the history of hemp and you know george washington liked hemp it was used we're going to go that back to then mm-hmm. uh you know they used it primary it was a primary fiber for rope it was strong mm-hmm. it was durable it didn't rot uh they used it for sails uh then mm-hmm. you know henry ford built car not chassis but car frames and structures and shells out of hemp uh even today, their manufacturers, if they could get enough, would be using it to, as a sort of a fibrous material because of its structure and stuff. What what happened to hemp? Why was it? Hu- it was a huge industry. It was the premier agricultural crop in the 1800s, and then it got like locked out. Was it part of the? Well, yeah, was it was it part of the decimation of the hemp hemp the uh, reefer madness time, or what happened? Yeah, it was uh, locked out because of the Hearst newspaper uh, empire had uh, maligned it, and it was an orchestrated campaign to uh, keep it off the market because it was competing with the uh, the new plastics and the nylon, and the, you know there was that whole thing. By the way, the um, the video um, which you graciously made into an audio, um, which is a nice way to go if you're in a car or you want to just listen to it when you're driving or you know or you just have it on and hear it um the video is called hemp hemp array the growing industrial hemp market and it's on the unified community.info website um and when you scroll down you'll you'll find it under videos the uh the video talks about all of that and you know it, it was thus banned in 1957 uh even though it had you know, all of the uses and the recommendations from the American Medical Association and everybody else who wanted to keep it. It was in all of a lot of the, uh, quote, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, even in the 30s and 40s and 50s, you know, it was uh, it was a very established part of the repertoire of uh, of the health system. Um, the um, uh, that was, uh, you know, every doctor had it in their, you know, their black bag, you know, the different um, 
remedies. They had used it for glaucoma and migraines, epilepsy, a, a lot of conditions. Um, so it was a well-established um, a part of the, um, you know, the pharmacopoeia at that time. And then, um, you know, once it got banned, it was, uh, you know, um, it was this uphill climb till uh, current days. But these are trends in society and, the, you know, the, um, um, what would you say, the, uh, the language of politics and um, manipulation, lobbying, you know, and all the, all that kind of stuff that um, usually takes away from looking at things sensibly and uh, clearly about what they actually are. You know, there wouldn't be a plan on the earth that would have no value. There's no reason for it. So everything has a sacred purpose and, and hemp is one of the most uh, amazing plants as you, you see the amount of uses uh, popular mechanics talked about 50,000 to 100,000 uses and that was uh, an article that they wrote uh, quite a few years ago uh, maybe you know in the um, I, I'm not sure it could have been in the I'm, I'm not sure the date, but it was it was many many years ago. There was an article about that in Popular Mechanics. So right. it, it's been it's been known and and used, and it was big in the the wartime. You know, it was considered uh, important to grow it at that time, and then in that period of time after that, uh, it had there had been a very concerted uh, campaign and fear tactics to eliminate both the industrial and the uh the um the cannabis which was just starting to uh, become popular in the uh a certain era uh, yeah. you know pre 1960 you know so that was um uh you know it set things back and you know when you you set back trends and culture you see what happens uh you know i mean look at look at what's going on now no, please let's no. not. No, no, don't get me going on that. I'll be on my cloven hooves on the box, really yelling outside. I'm mad as hell. No, no. um, so let's go back to a yeah. better part. This was mind blowing. Yeah. I had forgotten about this. Back to into hemp hemp array. Talk mm-hmm. about hemp versus wood chips for paper. The stats on this oh. blow my mind. Yeah, the the uh, USDA bulletin in 1906 speaks about that, and um, it's said to have had um, on a on a material basis, it had four and a half times the efficiency of using the um, renewable um, hemp as opposed to re you know in terms of wood, in terms of uh, the biomass, and also what you can generate on a sustained yearly basis. You know, you can um, get even um, a potential of, uh, there is even a potential of more than one crop a year. So you're getting something that you can continue to regrow as opposed to a tree that is um, growing for a certain amount of, you know, years, whether they're harvested or uh, allowed to uh, to grow. So, um, you know, it was a, a foolish thing to be filling our landfills with um, uh, wood chips and things like that that were 
had other uses or, you know, just from cleaning or thinning wood, I mean, you know, or fire prevention, you know, is one thing. But that's a whole other area of um, how we keep um, uh, we keep uh, fire potential down and also how we um, utilize uh, and, and restore and, and keep our our forest and, uh, you know, have so people can use it for hiking and being in, you know, primary forest and, um, you know, just growing things, just using trees to chop them down to make them into pulp is, is quite foolish. There was a lot of uh, talk on the uh, the Hemp Hemp Array video on um, how foolish that was. Uh, John Stahl many years ago was speaking about that. Uh, and he's a paper maker, so he was talking about right. The, he was he was yeah. the one that was throwing out stats like you know wood chips are about thirty percent cellulose versus hemp mm-hmm. is about seventy oh, percent. Seventy, yeah. 70. And yeah like, really? And then the thing that yeah. really I was on my I was out yelling outside the door, going I'm mad as hell that um, four times as much yield from an acre of hemp right. versus mm-hmm. an acre of trees. And then right, the part I I don't I he may have addressed, but I was already enraged at that point. That just the idea that you like you said you can produce perhaps a couple of crops a year of hemp, and how long does it take to grow an acre of trees? I mean, it just oh yeah, yeah. it makes no sense. Right, right, and you know that's again, um, you know, with it when you talk of acres of trees, you know the, you know, um, with the idea of monocropping and, you know, a healthy forest, there's different aspects to that. Um, yeah, hemp would be far superior as a candidate for uh, paper. You know, again, people are still hitting the print button. And, uh, you know, there's still a use of, you know, the paper documents and whatnot. Um, but to have a re- a renewable resource like hemp is uh, quite a blessing to have that in our, you know, and just to utilize it would be the, the key. But, you know, that's, you know, part of the reality now that we're going through. And, um, you know, using the hemp paper, uh, I've used some of the, you know, for archive work. And it's a, it's beautiful just to, with a watermark and just uh, – uh, the feel of it and the uh, the quality of the paper is really really special. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's there were in that period in around the 2000 in late 1990s. Uh, there were three or four uh, people who had really nice uh, were produced. You know, had gotten really nice paper that they were selling uh, archival paper, and it was really nice to uh, to use that of the hemp. And, you know, to know that you're using a renewable resource. Yeah. Well, and the whole yeah. idea, and then I'll get off of this, is the whole idea that not only you're getting four times as much yield from an acre, but you're also getting food. So you're getting fiber-producing exactly. paper, and you're also getting oil, and you're getting seed, and even possibly a, a somewhat of a replacement for diesel fuel in terms of, you know, yeah. you get so many products out of hemp. Talk a little bit about the diesel fuel possibilities, because that's a whole other life. Well, you, really? You have, a, you have a lot of possibilities, but the other is that you have, um, uh, beside the diesel, which is, you know, another use of it, but 
what you what I call byproduct utilization is is you know how many generations you can use um, something uh, you know after the primary crop. For example, if you were to uh, the hemp stalk, you have the herds, uh, you have the stalk. Um, you have a whole industry of uh, clothing, and I mean that's a whole other thing with all the hemp clothing that's out there uh, that's so beautiful right now. And um, uh, you know, I was just in um, Dash Hemp. I got some more uh, more threads, as it were, and you know, it's it's really nice to 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 have the feel of um, hemp clothing it's just such a wonderful feeling and, and durable you know and um there's been um great bags and you know all of that so you have that whole fiber uh area of of hemp and then you have the um you know you have the the food the the uh both the seeds and the oils and the you know all the cosmetic parts and and then you have what you um the herds were used in cat litter and and uh for insulation in in buildings you know the hemp uh the hemp uh, crete buildings were um ways uh, of using the lime and the isor chambre and that, that's spoken about in that the video as well and and just the amount of uses but beyond that think of this is that you're getting more uses by afterwards the 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 fiber uh, could be used for a, a growing medium. You can grow um, things on it. You can chop it up and use it. Uh, it could be used, you know, eventually as particle, like a particle board and um, other things. You know, before it ends up as compost, there's many, many um, other ways it can go. And you're creating a lot more uses and a lot more uh, economic opportunities by reutilizing the same material. So um, diesel is, is certainly, um, you know, one aspect in biodiesel because, you know, it's, it's an oil and that's, that's fine. But um, there's so many other directions as well, you know, with, with the, uh, with the plant and you're right in, in one acre, the, the amount of difference starts to magnify as you see the amount of possibilities that you have with it. Yeah. And I want to uh, toss in a comment about hemp clothing. I, I bought a number of shirts down through the years that uh, I see the hemp vendor, a hemp vendor every year at Bioneers, the conference that I go to, mm-hmm. the environmental conference I go to yearly. And I bought mm-hmm. sh- shirts down through the years. And the first time you buy a hemp shirt, you're kind of, or you think about hemp, you think, I don't know. But I mean, really the, the quality of the material mm. Is kind of reminds me of raw silk or linen. You know, it has a it has mm-hmm. a nice weight to it. It holds up really well. It drapes really well. I'm not exactly a fashion mm-hmm. statement. I'm more of a you know Crocs and shorts kind of guy. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a really durable material. And then also if, with the antibacterial antifungal quality, it means that it's not as. And I guess because of the uh, you can explain this much better than I will stumble around for a moment. It also breathes better because of mm-hmm. its its hollow core tendency. It's different than hemp. I mean, different than cotton because it actually doesn't wick and absorb the moisture. It sort of lets it evaporate. Is that? Could you explain that better? Right, right. It has a, a lot of breathability, and the nice thing is it has a 
it's it can be warm but but lightweight and it it has a you know nice nice what you call like heat transfer in the body it has a a nice way of it holds in uh, our body heat to some degree and it but it allows a lot of breathability because of the fiber and and it is a shaft you know that the um the stalk you know the the wide shaft and so it it has that in the uh, the properties when it's made into the um the fiber um also you know hemp is able to be spun with flax and you know with linen and cotton so it's you know again with organic cotton it's been blended and um sewn together and a lot of um um like t-shirts are made with um 55% hemp and 45% organic cotton and mm-hmm. they're quite nice and very comfortable and the uh um some of the knitted uh shirts and things like that are made with um hemp and uh flax and that's very nice too there's there's a lot of um possibilities with it blended as well and and again pure hemp itself is uh is a very nice um uh you know, fabric for lots of clothing. I mean, it's it's a. I'd say clothing has become probably one of the a very major part of um, of hemp. I mean, it's it's pretty pretty vast. <laughs> the, the amount. Yeah, of it really amazes that, me. Um, I mean, I've been seeing hemp at shows since you and I used to see each other at the Whole Life Expos mm-hmm. or at the you know in those uh, days. I mean, hemp clothing has been around, and it's. It's been so consistent, like this gentleman at the Bioneers who's been doing it since forever, uh, and it mm-hmm. just keeps getting bigger and bigger, more clothing, more refined, you know, better designs for women's clothing. Mm-hmm. And the durability oh, yeah. of the clothing itself, I have cotton shirts that I bought at the same time that I bought hemp shirts, and the hemp shirts are holding up better. And I think it's because of the dur- the toughness or the durability of the fiber. I'm making that up, but that's my sort of thought is that the hemp actually has more durability than cotton because of the tougher material. Oh, it definitely is. And, you know, I, I've been enjoying the, uh, you know, hemp since the, you know, into the, you know, 90s. And uh, it's just, it's just wonderful. It, it just feels good. And, you know, I, I love it. I mean, there was shoes made of it too. And, you know, literally all all parts of uh, the body were <laughs> covered right. in different um, permutations of hemp, and it, it's quite amazing. Uh, you know what what it can. You know, just the versat. It shows you the versatility of the plant through through that as well. Well, also I know that um, that in they use it in uh, sheetrock. I'm not sure it's mm-hmm. called sheetrock. It may be called hemp rock for all I know. Uh, but they mm-hmm. use it in sheetrock, and I know that there are people I know building sound studios who you like to use the hemp sheetrock because it actually is sound deadening. And so I know I, a tra- I see a trend of people using it in their studios, in professional studios. I mean, they still put foam on top of it, but it adds an extra reduction of noise, which is very appealing oh, yeah. to me. I love the idea of building a studio and having you know hemp sheetrock because it quiets things down and it's antifungal right it's it's nice so so you're saying there there's two ways to go with that one is the pouring it in, within the wall like a hemp fiber with okay. a with a hempcrete and the you know and then you you stucco the the sides in whatever way you do that 
and you're creating the insulation, the outer wall and the inner wall. Or the other is a, a product where you're uh, where it's a hemp fiber board that is uh, installed as well. So there's two ways to actually utilize that in, in those building principles there. That's amazing. And is, do you know if there are companies actually doing hemp insulation now? Um, well, yet. you know, it's an interesting thing because primarily it's been used as an infill through the building process. Uh, like a, the wow. hemp houses that you'll see, you'll see some of them on YouTube's. Uh, a lot of those were created by mixing on site, like the Isra Chavra that was spoken about uh, from France. That style was uh, to pour in place the the wall once you had the electrical uh, roughed in. Uh, the infill, which would be the insulation, was poured, and then the... Um, that would form also the outer wall formed, and then that would be stuccoed. So you had the the material being the insulation, the rigidity for the outside and the inside wall, of which then you finish both of those, and it takes the place of the sheetrock, the insulation, and the outer um, frame, which could be wood or, you know, stucco or whatever. So... It 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 was possible to use it in that way as a as an in you know the, the infill which was a, the insulation but it had so much more um, attributes to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, oh, we're wow, we got we got close very close to the end. I wanted to ask about. Oh my gosh! Wouldn't it would it be beneficial? Well, I, I'm guessing. I know that they had used hemp fiber in cars. I mean, Henry Ford did it. And that, mm-hmm. of course, then it all got banned. But are the, do they use hemp fiber? I know they were using coconut fiber mm-hmm. in some of the shells, like the uh, yes. door liners or all that kind of stuff. Are they yes. going to use hemp fiber in that in the automotive world as well? Uh, they, they have been um, quietly using it for about 20 years um, <laughs> in Don't certain luxury okay. cars. But they, yeah. they've been keeping that quiet for, you know, I think now um, – we should see more of uh, more of that because it's uh, again in the video you'll see that uh, some of the parts that you can use for the uh, frame for the in, you know inside the car that uh, were molded like a molded plastic and right. again skateboards and surfboards and and those things have been able as a um, you know, like a molded technology have been used with uh, with hemp as well. And, and that's a whole other uh, direction. So it's uh, um, replace, it, replacing plastics, as it were. And that's another direction that it can go in as well. Or even making plastics stronger, you know, using because you're replacing oh, some yeah. percentage of the plastic and you're actually making, increasing its tensile strength by throwing in a handful of hemp. I know that's not scientific, exactly. I'm just saying. You know, it's... Yeah, well, that that's true. And also bamboo has a lot of um, that kind of strength, too, you know, the way mm-hmm. it's used. You see that in flooring. But, um, right. yeah, there's a lot going on with, uh, you know, hemp, bamboo, coconut. A lot of these fibers have uh, a multitude of uses, that's for sure. Mm. Wonderful. Um, all right. I'm shocked to find we're at that point where I ask you, where would you like people to find out more about you and your, uh, you know, and the amazing Hemp Hemp Array? 
Well, unifiedcommunity.info, that's unified community, and, you know, it's an info site. No commerce, no sign-in, no advertising, and you just use it. Um, there's 2,000 links, and there's 100 categories. And under the hemp category, you'll find both the industrial and the cannabis, which goes into the whole CBD uh, it's a treasure trove of information. Obviously, we can't speak about everything today, but you'll find it there. It's an enormous repertoire of uh, information on just um, hemp. There's lots of other sites there, too, but uh, under hemp, you'll find quite a bit of information around the world on um, cannabis, CBD, and all those other compounds of the CBD, CBC, and all those and you'll find the industrial hemp. Um, that's one. And my personal one is um, herbprod.com. That's H-E-R-B-P-R-O-D.com. And that's um, my writings, my studies, clinical maybe, those uh, recipes, um, and all the writings of products. I'm a formulator, so I have a lot of that. But I do have a hempkin oil, and I have a, the... Um, Skin, skin Restore uses hemp in it, and um, I'm using it in different ways as well, but I, I do a lot of uh, formulation of other things, and then, um, and then um, you know, I'm approachable. People can actually call me. Um, prefer to speak to hu- humans <laughs> than, than get uh, bots uh, <laughs> right. uh, trying to take over Fresh my six. site. I will say I will I will say I will warn people if you go to unifiedcommunity.info, have a beverage, relax, because you could be there for weeks. It always it blows blows me away at how much information you have put together there, and and there really is no sign up. He's not calling for anything. He's just you know it is an amazing resource. It's it's frequently my go-to just to like look something up and then from there I'm off and running. But it is really a place where you want a cup of tea or a glass of water because you're gonna if you go there just to look you're gonna go like oh my, wow, it's it's an amazing resource. Yeah, I hope people use it and um, you know it's uh, it's been a pleasure. I've had so much karma and history with him being director of the expo in 1998 in Santa Cruz. Right. And just the uh, the way the plant chooses you, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of been an interlapping story of uh, my life, I guess, in in some aspect. You know, I, I feel like I've been paralleling this plant for, you know, ye- many, many years. Many, many so, years. All right. That yeah. was great. That was just what I was looking for. I wanted just to try and talk about hemp as much as possible and not directly talk about CBD because that's a whole other show. Um, but oh, yeah. you know, hemp is just an amazing product, and I want to see it. I want to see the Sacramento Delta filled with hemp instead of rice. That's a personal issue. Um, <laughs> all right. And thank you so much, Paul. That was great. All right. And everybody, well, have a great rest. Thank you. All right. And everybody, bye, have a bye. great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Thanks so much. Bye. <laughs>